Hey, good evening, uh, everyone. Um, just one quick note. I'm going to give a little bit more of a welcome in just a moment, but um, Joy and Devin are going to play uh, their second of prelude pieces, and given the nature of the program tonight, why don't we just quiet ourselves for this one and prepare ourselves for the program tonight. Well, good evening, uh, everyone. It's a, a wonderful thing to see such a wonderful turnout for this uh, first lessons and carol service that we're doing as a new church, as Pathway Christian Church. Um, I want to offer a special welcome to um, visitors that we have. I know that we have a number of family members here and maybe even, who knows, some from the community or some who are completely unfamiliar with our church. So a special welcome to you and a special welcome to those who are watching online. Um, this is a special moment for you, I trust, also tonight. We wish that you could be here, but um, such is not the case. But anyway, this is a wonderful evening. It is an evening filled with um, various Christmas carols, um, instruments, opportunities for us to sing, a brief meditation taken from Luke chapter 2 and, and other things. So um, I trust it's going to be a, a blessing to all of us um, tonight. Just one thing I want you to take note before we begin our program, and it's a very important note, so please uh, pay attention to this. The whole of the program is um, uh, on the overhead. 
We've chosen not to uh, print out all kinds of copies. We have the opportunity to use the overhead. So this is going to require all of us to be, uh, pay very special attention to what's going on in the service, not only because it tells us how the service is flowing, but the service is going to go on unannounced after I speak. And so what that means is that when it says sit, please sit. When it calls you to stand, um, stand. When it calls all of us to sing, do that. When the women are just to sing, pay attention to that. Sing. When men are just called to sing, you'll know as we go through the service. So just uh, take the initiative tonight and do that um, if you would. So with that having been said, let's begin our program.
Beautiful singing, by the way. Brothers and sisters in Christ, be it this evening our care and delight to prepare ourselves to hear again the message of the angels. In heart and mind, to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, and with the Magi adore the child lying in his mother's arms. Let us read and mark in Holy Scripture the story of the loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience until the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. And let us make this place glad with our carols of praise. But first, let us pray for the needs of the whole world, for peace and goodwill over all the earth, for unity and brotherhood within the church he came to build. And let us at this time remember in his name the poor and the helpless, the cold, the hungry, and the oppressed, the sick in body and in mind, and them that mourn, the lonely and the unloved, the aged and the little children, and all who know not the loving kindness of our God. And lastly, let us remember before God all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light, that multitude which no man can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, and with whom we are forevermore one. These prayers and praises let us humbly offer to the throne of heaven in the words of Christ himself who has taught us. And let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Almighty God bless us with his grace. Christ give us the joys of everlasting life, and unto the fellowship of the citizens above, may the King of angels bring us all. Amen.
The man said, The woman who you gave me to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return.
God promises to faithful Abraham that in his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Genesis 22, verse 15 to 18. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. tells the coming of the Savior, Isaiah 9, verses 2, 6, and 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
the peace that Christ will bring is foreshown, Isaiah 11, 1 through 6, and 9 and 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and a little child shall lead them. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for all peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Gabriel visits the Virgin Mary. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, 
to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
Luke tells the birth of Jesus. Luke 2, from 1 to 7. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. At least nobody's head got clobbered, so we're okay. All right, sorry about that, Patrick. You were doing so well. Okay. I guess I'll go over again. Yeah. Luke tells the birth of Jesus. Luke second from one to seven. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the walls should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was the governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was, a, because he was of the house of Lion, age of David, to be registered with Mary, his birthold, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came to her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, was wrapped, was, and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
We now have the opportunity uh, in this program to give to a very worthy cause. We have the Duluth family who are members at Pathway, um, but who are currently serving in Uganda in Africa at a ministry called Seeds of Hope. And we have a video that we want to play for you now so that you know what you're giving to. Hey, Pathway Church, thank you for choosing this organization to donate to. We thank you for this. We miss you all. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas! Here's a short glimpse of Life at Grace. It must have been quiet in heaven on the day that you left. It must have been quiet in heaven when you came here in the flesh. Cause everything changed at once and then everyone had to wait for nine months. What was it like when the word went silent? Did you feel lost or feel?
just looking uh, at the cause of the Deleu family in the Uganda uh, reminds us during this Christmas season just how broad is the kingdom of God and that the gospel of Jesus Christ has, thank God, gone through the whole world that many people may know Jesus as the Prince of Peace. What I want to do um, now is read from a passage that reveals to us a certain group of individuals that were not highly looked upon actually during the days of Jesus, and that is the, the shepherds who were caring for their flocks by night. We read these words, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Given the length of the program, this is not going to be a full-fledged sermon, but uh, a brief meditation, maybe about 10 minutes long as we focus on that announcement, that glorious song, that note of doxology from the angels to the shepherds, caring for their flocks by night, glory to God in the highest and on earth Peace. Peace. I think it's always this uh, time of year, and especially during a program like this, where um, we feel a certain amount of warmth in our hearts as we sing the carols and we read the scriptures together. And um, when there is a lack of peace in the world, I think it is particularly accentuated or magnified because of the coziness of the season. We so desperately want peace, and yet, Oftentimes, we don't see that peace, although maybe for a few minutes or a few hours or a day or two during the Christmas season, we do get to experience it somewhat. Some time ago, um, I discovered a story that occurred on Christmas Eve, actually, right around the time that the original Lessons and Carol service was begun in the Anglican Church. It happened uh, during World War I, actually, and it happened, as I said, on Christmas Eve. As the story unfolds, it, the story says that there were um, Germans and there were British troops in their trenches with a battlefield in between them. And uh, both the troops, both the Germans and the British were just sick and tired of the war. They were tired of the bloodletting. They were tired of the death. They were tired of the stench of death. They were tired of living in the trenches. They were tired of, of uh, the cold, the snow, the water, the poor food, and all of that. And they just simply wanted to go home. And then what happens was something strange and also something beautiful. A few daredevil Germans got up out of their trenches and started to walk across the pockmarked battlefield. No shots were fired, surprisingly. 
And when a few of the Brits saw this, a few daredevils from the Brit side also got out of their trenches and they started to walk on the pockmarked battlefield toward the Germans and they met on the, in the middle of the battlefield and they shook hands, shared a few words, shared a few smokes. And the rest of the troops in the trenches saw this as well. And more Germans came out of their trenches and Brits came out of their trenches until there were a number of soldiers on the battlefield and they laughed and they talked and they talked about their homelands and they, they said they shared smokes and they shared some food, some cakes and the biscuits as the story goes. And they even had an impromptu game of soccer. And for a few short hours, they experienced a certain measure of peace because both sides intuitively understood that Christmas Eve was not a time for killing, but Christmas Eve was a time for Peace. Irene in the Greek, taken from also the Old Testament word that many of us are familiar with, the word shalom, which refers to life and health and joy and peace. That's what the angels focused on when they said in their song, glory to God in the highest and on earth and when you examine the events surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ, you quickly understand, if you're somewhat of a historian, that Jesus was born during a time in the Roman Empire where there was unprecedented peace. Jesus was born during the days of the great Roman uh, Emperor Caesar Augustus. And during the time of Caesar Augustus, there was not only territorial expansion, but territorial peace, unprecedented peace. It was known as the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. But while that, that peace of Rome, the Pax Romana, had a number of benefits on a number of fronts, one thing that the Pax Romana could not bring was lasting and internal peace. One Roman poet at the time said this. He said, while the Roman emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he's unable to give peace from passion, envy, and grief. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than outward peace. You know, the Bible tells us that any external peace that we find in the world today will never really be a lasting peace until this is changed, until the human heart is changed. The tenuous peace that the West has with Russia over the country of Ukraine today, or the tenuous peace that the West has with China over Taiwan today, is really merely an external peace, and will always will be merely an external, and I would suggest a temporary peace, until human hearts are changed. Even the division that we find in our country politically, the division that we find in our country racially, and all these other divisions, those divisions will always be there. They will always be long-lasting. And the peace that comes about will be in the form of a truce, but never really lasting and beautiful peace, as I said, until the heart is changed. And by the way, this also goes not only in terms of human relationships, but also in terms of our relationship with God. 
The Bible tells us that there is a disease that afflicts every human heart. And it's called sin. Sin darkens the heart and it makes us restless and estranged from God. The Bible tells us that what sin does actually in our lives is it not only separates human beings, but actually separates us from God. And there are many people in the world today, and maybe you may be that kind of person here tonight, where you just don't understand that when one is not engaged with Jesus, when one does not know Jesus, they are not in a relationship of health with God, but of sickness. Unfortunately, there is a separateness. There is a, there is a distance that many people in the world simply don't recognize. A lot of people in the world just think, everything is fine, everything is fine. No, it's not. The Bible tells us otherwise. This is why Jesus came into the world. Jesus came into the world as the Prince of Peace so that he might inaugurate peace between ourselves and God when we come to grips with our sin and we confess it before the face of God and we ask for the forgiveness of sin in the name of this Jesus, the Prince of Peace, who brings us into a restorative relationship with God, a relationship of health and joy and intimacy and rest. It was the great St. Augustine who said many years ago, Lord, you have made us for yourself, and we are restless. We are restless until we find rest in thee. So Jesus Christ has come to bring peace. And interestingly enough, when, when I read the passage earlier about Jesus appearing to the shepherds, these shepherds were also in need of peace with God though likely they didn't realize it at the time. I don't know if you know this, but um, during the days of Jesus, shepherds were really looked down upon. They were considered kind of gypsy-like people. They were not highly considered. If you walk through your neighborhood, maybe you see a nativity scene, and when you look at the nativity scene, eventually you see the shepherds. Usually you see the shepherds in the nativity scene, and how are they dressed? They have these white robes, and they have, they hold their staff in their hand, and they look like just upright men and peaceful men, glad to be in the presence of Jesus. But when the, the angels announced that the Christ was born in Bethlehem, you have to realize at that time that many people, as I said, looked down upon the gypsies. They were dirty, they were thieves, they were liars, and they were considered to be outside the kingdom of God. But the angels made the announcement at that point to them. Not to the rich and the famous, not to those who were religious, not to those who felt good about themselves and everything was fine between themselves and God. They came for the dirty. They came for the needy. How did the angel put it? The Christ child has been born in Bethlehem for you. For you. Fascinating, isn't it? That the heart of God and the heart of angels were for those who were like shepherds. Kind of gives us a little bit of hope, doesn't it? gives us hope because it reminds us that there is no one here tonight who is so dirty, whose history is so lurid, who is so far from God that they cannot come into intimacy with God through that child born in Bethlehem, the child known as the Prince of Peace, the one who brings peace between ourselves 
and God. How are you here tonight? Are you here seeking Jesus? Or are you here simply to hear a cozy little Christmas story about the birth of Jesus? We are all in need. We're all shepherds deep down. And we all need this child born in Bethlehem, born ultimately to die, to pay the price of sin so that we might be reconciled with God and enter into a relationship of joy and peace and intimacy. May we not squander this time that we have together tonight, but may we join hands and hearts in drawing near to Jesus so that we can say with a genuine heart, hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Such is the beautiful message of Christmas, and that's what we're to hear tonight, the message of reconciliation with God through that child born in Bethlehem. Join me in prayer, if you would, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the precious gift that you have given us in that beautiful baby Jesus born in Bethlehem, born in poverty in order to make us rich. Oh God, draw us to Jesus tonight, we pray. Draw us to see our need and to embrace him as the Savior, the Lord, and the reconciler of our lives, we pray. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.
The wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw a star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. the great mystery of the Incarnation, John 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. 
All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. us glad with the yearly remembrance of the birth of your only son Jesus Christ grant that as we joyfully receive him as our Redeemer so we may with sure confidence behold him when he shall come to be our judge who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God world without end may he who by his incarnation gathered into one 
things earthly and heavenly, grant you the fullness of inward peace and goodwill and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Be seated.
That's a beautiful sight. Thank you for coming out tonight and uh, joining us for this special uh, evening. The first time that we'd ever done uh, the lessons and carols. Um, a couple of things before you leave. Um, as you leave, um, I'd like you to place in the baskets in the back the candles that you have in your hand. Just turn them off when we're done here and put them in the baskets in the back. And then also, uh, for all those who are in high school and uh, below, um, there are candy bags in the back, and those are for you. Kids, grab one, not three. Okay? But those are for you. Wonderful night. Thank you for coming. Blessed Christmas for you all.